Hey, this is Nick here. I wanted to send a quick message to the founders out there. If you're raising your first round of capital and you're not located in the Bay Area, New York City, or Boston, we'd love to connect with you. Newstack leads deals for founders that don't fit the standard Silicon Valley profile and are located in undercapitalized areas. If that describes you, or if you know a startup that fits that description, please send us an email. It's team at newstack.vc. Now here's a word from our partners. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back to TFR for another edition of Investor Stories. On this segment, the experts talk about a startup that failed and the causes of that failure. Here's the segment called Postmortems. Today's special segment, we have Brendan Wallace of Fifth Wall Ventures. Brendan, can you tell us a story about a portfolio company that failed and or tell us reasons that you see startups commonly fail? You know, I think one of the reasons startups fail, and we've been fortunate in Fifth Wall to have no failures, um, thanks to this kind of unique model that we have in investing. But I've certainly made a lot of personal investments, many of which have been unsuccessful in some way or another. I think there's a lot of reasons why startups fail. One I'd probably focus on here, because it's relevant to Fifth Wall, is you have to listen to your anchor customers. You don't want to listen too much, or you become a captive product to them. And frankly, anchor LPs, large strategics, large encumbrance, don't always know what they want. Uh, there's that quote you know, by Henry Ford, if I asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. I think that's true, but it's true to an extent. When you're talking about sophisticated Fortune 500 companies, you can't just build something they don't want and expect adoption. And so what's important for any company inside real estate tech or outside real estate tech is try to find someone who can act as a, a shepherd, so to speak, or a, a liaison to make sure that when you're still iterating your core product, you are showing it to the would-be massive customers, the $10 million customers, the king-making customers for your product at an early stage. So you're not building the wrong thing. Because I have had experiences where entrepreneurs have kind of gone into a black hole, built a product, released it into the market, and it just simply was incongruent with what large customers would want. So it's important to have that interaction very early on. Couldn't agree more. On today's special segment, we have Samil Shah. Samil, can you talk about a portfolio company that's failed and what you learned from the failure? Yeah, so there was a company that I was really excited to invest in called Remedy. Um, really great founder of a gentleman named Victor, who was at TaskRabbit before. Really hardworking and very detail-oriented guy. And he kind of had this vision, a consumer vision of like, and I haven't invested in a lot of consumer companies in the last two or three years. Had this vision of, okay, people across the country can get a medical bill in the mail. Uh, it's obviously a shocking experience for a lot of people. You take a picture, that picture of your bill 
goes to his network of people that look for medical billing errors that are specialists in this and go fight it for you. And they take a cut of what they do. And I loved that concept and I loved how detailed he was about the nuance of the medical billing code, which I still to this day don't understand, but it was sort of an obsession of his. And so I wanted to see that happen. Um, I think what they found in going through it, that the it was just tough to close a loop on customers. And the tough part is when they realized that they had to move from going direct to consumer to going to a business that would then help distribute that product to consumers, they didn't have enough time. And once they pivoted and moved around, investors who heard that story to put in more money, it just didn't have the oomph. And it sort of, you know, kind of dissipated. And, um, you know, I know it was pretty hard for Victor and the team. I will say that, like, I didn't mind it because Victor was, like, transparent the whole way through. Obviously, he's working really, really hard. Tried to do everything right by his co-founder and, and sort of employees. And he, like, finished all the work that he started. So that was kind of hard. But I think, like, the lesson from that for me is that if you like, if you really like the concept and you believe in the concept and you believe in the person pushing the concept, you know, it's okay if it doesn't work out. But it was like the right thing to invest in, the right person to invest in. At this point, if you're a VC, you've heard of Carta. You've probably even accepted securities from a portfolio company on the platform. It feels like every new company is using Carta, and there's already 16,000 VC-backed companies on the platform. They also offer tools and services for VCs like fund administration. Carta has an army of fund accountants delivering high-quality service and dedicated teams of engineers constantly improving the functionality of their user-friendly investor platform with in-app quarterly reporting, real-time fund metrics, LP portals, and more. It's also easy to switch from an existing fund administrator or to augment your in-house team with their service. Learn more about their services at carta.com forward slash investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Joe Medved of Lehrer Hippo. Joe, can you tell us a story about a portfolio company that failed and why it failed? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I had touched on this one a, a bit before, but it, this this company, and I, I don't want to reference this company specific because the founder never did one of these uh, sort of postmortems. So yeah. I'll allow him to do that at some point if he wants. But, you know, it, it was a business that basically just raised way too much capital too soon. And it was it was a really hot company that had had no trouble raising capital early on and it was a business it had sort of a marketplace model and you know the way the company was looking at profitability it was looking at the various markets where it had launched and had general managers and sort of measured the profitability based on what they deemed to be the unit economics of those individual sites 
without really thinking about all the sort of capital costs that were occurring back at headquarters. And, you know, as a result, you know, when they pitched it and showed it to a lot of investors, people got excited. They raised a ton of money. And but eventually, as there was more and more data, like you can only, you know, nothing kills a dream like data. Right. So you can sell on the dream for a long time. And then all of a sudden you have real metrics and people wake up. And when they look at the numbers and they say, look, this thing is scaling uh, incredibly rapidly, but their expenses are scaling linearly. Right. So you're getting no leverage out of this business. Like, what am I missing when you claim that a lot of these markets are profitable? Hmm. And, you know, what the business had failed to do, and I've seen this with a number of companies, is they didn't factor in certain things to the real profitability of the business. Things like customer service, which a lot of people don't really think about as sort of a, you know, a cost of goods sold. But maybe if you really think about the contribution margin of the company, that's a critical thing. Sometimes not fully factoring in all their acquisition costs. Right. I mean, you see this with a lot of companies that will you know, only think about sort of their paid marketing spend, but maybe they're not factoring in money they're spending on uh, PR, content marketing, or if they have really large marketing teams, like not factoring in sort of the cost of those employees. And, and that's unfortunate what this business had done. And so, you know, it truly was a promising company. There was there was clearly significant customer demand, but but ultimately, you know, they just couldn't continue to raise capital because they never really drove high profitability. So, I just think that's a critical thing to think about. Like you always, I mean, look, the only reason companies are coming to us is because they're going to burn capital, right? And and we're investing because we want to, we want to invest in that growth. We see the potential for profitability long-term, but, you know, as the founder, you always want to have that, you know, potential profitability insight at some point. You know, there's only so many Ubers out there and those are some of the greatest investments uh, that any fund can want to uh, be involved in. And for those types of businesses, we're happy to have these companies burn and build market share, but you have to really, as a founder, you know, be honest with yourself about your path to profitability just to make sure you maintain enough kind of control as you raise capital over time and, and ultimately, you know, they'll look towards an exit. That will conclude this installment of Investor Stories. If you're enjoying the program and would like to see it continue, take a moment and leave a five-star review in iTunes. Also, if you'd like updates on new content from TFR, as well as the top 10 VC articles every week, go to fullratchet.net and sign up for the newsletter. Okay, that will wrap things up for today. Until next time, over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for joining me.